Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, Napoleon Dynamite. A big pew, a big pew, one. Pew. Um, but I think we should do we should do like a little bit of catch up because I feel like yeah. <laughs> we are all over the place right now, correct? I'm in Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> our our producer Charlie is also in Vermont, but also we just um we we have been Jane has been traveling up and down vermont correct for a little while and so and and we have been staying here so i feel like this is the i i just haven't seen you and haven't heard from you but but that's not even true like we we talk every day on facebook messenger (laughs) yeah but we haven't truly (laughs) caught up uh what's new with you jane (laughs) Um, I guess the only thing I really want to report is that I have huge mosquito bites along my arm that have like blown up into sort of golf ball size. What Hmm. was that in old when it was like, it's a golf ball, it's a tennis ball, it's a cantaloupe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened to my arm. (laughs) Oh, Um, are you talking about the tumor? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, That rocks. (laughs) Vermont is idyllic. I hate to say it, but it is like in the summer, it's the most beautiful place in the country and just... um. It makes Jersey City really, really look bad. And my dog is so happy here. He's running around. Yeah. Yeah. I I recommend you eat some tomatoes. (laughs) I love Vermont produce in the summertime. My only thing to report is that uh, for the first time, I went on a group skate around New York City. So I also felt like a teen in that moment, although it was all it was mostly 20 somethings. There may have been like a couple teens that were like in that moment. We felt teen. Speaking of which. We one of the last things we did on this group. By the way, I'm like definitely not good enough to be going on this. Like everyone, uh, I basically told everyone like I am baby. Like please help me and watch over me. And I fell three times, but it was okay. <gasps> I made it. Oh, uh, I just sat on my butt a couple times when I like got scared. Basically, that's okay. Um, yeah, like when you're skiing. Yeah, but at the end we went through the First Avenue Tunnel. We waited for all the cars to go past, waited until the rest of the cars were like three traffic lights away and went down through the tunnel and like whoosh, out the other end. And it was very perks of being a wallflower. I didn't really I get. The, I'm not familiar with that tunnel, but I, I get the idea. <laughs> I didn't really get the feeling of like when she bursts out the other end and it's like, wow, the city, because immediately when we were at the other end of the tunnel, there were like five cars like honking oh, their horns being yeah. like, get out, get out of the way. <laughs> In that moment, we were annoying everyone. What I did, what I did want to say is that we passed a bunch of people. Some people were very rude <laughs> as we passed, but we passed two teen girls that saw. There were about fifteen or sixteen of us skating, and two teen girls saw us like near NYU, and they just went gang gang. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, other people yelled rude things at us, but um, but I don't regret it at all. It's New York, baby. Yeah. If any, if anyone wants to go skating with me in New York, they should. I, I wish, I wish you all were here so we could hang out this weekend because it's, it's a kind of muggy, like not really nice weekend for being outside, and I want to just like hang in with friends. Yeah, I definitely need some time to do not a lot of stuff. Exactly. Speaking of friends and doing not a lot of stuff, 
<laughs> Do you want to introduce who we have? Yeah, Charlie. Yay! You've you've heard us talk about him. Um, he's a writer, <laughs> animator, and director, and most importantly, he is the producer <laughs> of Under the Bleachers. Hello, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hey, gang. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, because you are our fir- you're our first repeat guest, which is also wild. Wow, what a what a spot! Um, but we already knew what type of teen you were. Now we're gonna ask you, what type of teen did you want to be? I definitely wanted to be like John Cusack and say anything. <laughs> like which a, part? <laughs> like the, the clothes? The stereo part, obviously. <laughs> oh, um, <yeah. laughs> Yeah, just like I wanted, I wanted to be a romantic but misunderstood like guy who gets the girl in the end. Mm. Uh, but I think I also wanted to be like Animal House teen. So I think I was confused <laughs> about whether I wanted to be like the center of attention at the party or like in the corner. Like, man, these people don't get it. Mm. <laughs> I feel like naturally you are more charismatic and not in the corner. But I will so say you, you are very. I think you are a romantic teen. You're That's not true. I think you are. Romantic. I'm a romantic teen. I think That's you amazing. are a romantic, and so maybe you felt pressure that like the party guy couldn't also be a romantic, but that's not true. Anyway, we're all <laughs> learning. <laughs> My dad likes to mention whenever, for some reason, he keeps bringing up the Animal House part where the guy has mashed potatoes in his mouth, and he goes, "What am I?" And then he pushes his cheeks together and he says, "A zit." Mm. And my dad has told me that story maybe 15 times. I've never seen the movie, but he's always like, have you seen Animal House? And then he tells me the story. Oh, I thought you were going to say that by he story, does you just yeah, By yeah. story, you mean just the part of the movie? Yeah, he, yes, yes, yes. And that's all no context. Not like one time when I was seeing it and this part happened, another thing happened. That no, that's how my dad and I sort of relate to each other is he sort of just repeats things he's seen or read. That's such a boomer thing for sure. My dad, my dad does the same yeah, thing. My dad yeah. does that too. I think it's because they didn't have memes. And so what they do is just like, <laughs> they just like grab parts of like their memory that haven't decayed and they try to like say it and like make bonds that way because they didn't have memes. And it's also weird because there have been times where he's re- revealed certain things about him that are actually really interesting. Like how he talked about basically drinking and driving as a teen. Oh my god. And I'm like this is what I want to hear about. Or or in his college he would say we would go get pizza bagels and there were these really dangerous stairs at his college and they would just drunkenly go down these stairs to get pizza <gasps> bagels. Which is awesome. Maybe maybe he tells you the Animal House story <laughs> clip every time he's like, "Oh, I can't talk about drinking and driving again." Oh, uh, the part in Animal House where he says he's a <laughs> <laughs> maybe at this point he like you react well enough that he's he's like i want to connect with my daughter what is jane like she likes it when i tell the animal house zit story so i will say that it's one of those things where i pretend that i haven't heard him talk about it and so i am encouraging it anyway i like your dad i remember when he, he told me that the last movie he saw was solo and he he felt so sad Oh, yeah. My father became visually impaired after seeing the movie Solo. <laughs> the last no, movie not, he saw. With you, make it, you make it sound like the movie visually impaired. Yeah, no, that's what happened. I don't want to see anything ever again. It's not a bad movie. It's a fun movie. It's just like... I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's Ask like Jane's the- dad. <laughs> 
Um, speaking of memes, I wanted to ask you all about your relationship to the current movie that we're discussing because, fun fact, I had never watched it all the way through before this. I had seen, like, parts of it at people's houses, um, and I had obviously seen the iconic, like, dance stuff and, like, gifs of it everywhere, but I just had never sat down and done it. Charlie, you picked it. (laughs) Yeah, no, so I remember I was at summer camp when this movie came out and, like, staff people coming back from days off and then, like, campers who joined uh, during the second month, everyone was talking about it. They were like, oh, you have to go see it. You have to see Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and, and you know, people who hadn't been at camp and then showed up at camp were quoting it and stuff, so I was like, I have to see this movie. And I remember seeing it. And being like, okay, yeah, this is funny, but I was like 13 or something, so I didn't totally get it. Yeah. And then and then I remember getting a little annoyed because this was like yeah. one of the first it's like this and Borat like <laughs> were all we had to quote. And yes! I, every yes! time I've rewatched it, I've noticed like that was not a thing people said before this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like gosh like people say that in common parlance and it's like oh that was it's like napoleon dynam topical it's like a virus that injected itself into our dna and now it's there forever oh my god um (laughs) that and then yeah anyway didn't see it like didn't watch it for a while because it was like so stale but then i watched it again a few years ago and i was like this movie is incredible not not only like the movie itself but this movie was made by like a dude fresh out of college like fresh out of mormon film school Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and just so masterfully captures this like little slice of americana um in the in the timing and the pacing and everything yeah this movie does everything so perfectly um i did fall asleep during this last watch through though yes Yes. (laughs) it was very late i was like i have all week to watch it and then I watched it last night. <laughs> yeah, so you had a yeah, you had a better appreciation for it as an adult. I I feel the same in that like I think I was annoyed at people when it was really popular. Jane, how about you? I have a really similar um experience Trajectory. with this movie. First, my next-door neighbors who I spent a lot of time with them and their daughter and so they were sort of like, you know, second parents. I remember them seeing the movie and they said they left the theater, which is huge <laughs> to me because I would never I mean I would never pay thirteen dollars to see a movie and then leave the theater. It would, oh, okay. It would have Wait, to be so you've so never bad. you've never done that. Have, has there been any movie where you've left the theater? Both of you. <sighs> now go. I don't think so. Charlie. Yes, I I, for, I forget which movie. I definitely like during the King's speech. Within like ten <laughs> minutes, I was like, "This is the most boring thing I've ever seen," no. and like, oh, I like forced myself to fall asleep. No. Oh, you you so you just like settled in for the settled in for the nap. At least that's basically. a comfortable nap. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, yeah, it's not very loud. Uh, I was watching a movie topical with a Mormon friend and a bunch of other friends, <laughs> and she made us leave. She didn't make us like I didn't feel that bad, but she was like, we were watching Tropic Thunder, and she was like, "I'm gonna leave." Oh, <laughs> okay, that's. Yeah. But like now, looking back, I'm like, <laughs> like, did we not know anything? Like, why did we? <laughs> Why did we go with her? Anyway, Jane, go back to yours. So that was one thing is I had that in my mind. But then more importantly, I didn't really know about the movie. And all of these boys, specifically one boy I had a big crush on that I sat next to in math class, they would speak like Napoleon Dynamite and say things like Liger and and 
geez and just like they would do all this stuff and i didn't understand really where it was coming from and so by the time i saw the movie gross had sort of been the 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 sort of novelty of it had been taken away from me and i also know that i fell asleep while watching it at one point too so i do find (laughs) it a little slow um yeah that's sort of where i came in to this viewing yeah, I didn't know I didn't know all this stuff about it being like an indie darling. I guess I just like because so many people loved it so much, I assumed it was like a big studio comedy. And that's like not at all the no. story. Jane, did you know like anything about how it was made? I didn't, but but what's fun is uh friend and listener of the podcast, Kaysen, is Mormon, and I happened to chat with him a little well, he he was raised Mormon, and I happened to chat with him about this movie and he was just like, Oh my god, like it was a big deal for Mormons because they all came out oh. of BYU and a lot of wait, them are still. There are Mormon. no Mormons in the movie, right? Anyway, no, no, yeah, there it, are. The, oh, I wait. think there are. I think the Lee Oh, I don't want to say something that's wrong. There are Mormons involved in this movie. No, sorry, I meant like in the plot and the oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. llama, I think, is the Mormon. lead yeah, the lead actor is Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> it took a second. <laughs> okay, in 2002, there were these two BYU film students, shout out BYU, um, John Hayner and Jared Hess, and they did a class project that was a nine-minute short about basically the, the main character of Napoleon Dynamite, but they named him Seth, I think. But it was the same actor. Um, it was called Beluga, and then um, a producer, Jeremy Kuhn, convinced him to drop out of school and adapt it into the movie, and f- he tried to help find investors, but they were still... Like, pretty short on money, and so a lot of this was filmed very, like, in one take and stuff like that. Like, they were, the whole process was very, just, like, uh, like pinching pennies. Mm -hmm. Um, Fun fact, one casting director suggested Jake Gyllenhaal for the lead role. (laughs) I feel like he could do it. I also think he could do it because I think he's talented, but I also think he would have been so different. Yeah. (laughs) He's just too hot. (laughs) Yeah, Charlie Way. He has too much charisma. I mean, like, in, <laughs> uh, can this would have been around when, like, Donnie Darko came out. Like, that movie, oh, I don't know. People yeah. have such mixed feelings about that movie. I like it. I think it's great. That's also another movie where it was, like, some dude just fresh out of film school is like, yeah. I'm going to make a feature that, like, wheedles its way into, like, the collective psyche. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm going full film nerd here. No, I, no, I, I think, agree. I, like, it's wild that movies like this and Donnie Darko have, like, just, there, there's no stories like that anymore because everything is made by the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, basically. they make the movies. <laughs> but uh, no, I think one of the reasons Tony this Stark. movie works works so well is because what's his name, John Heater. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's such a, a dork. He like, fucking rocks. Yeah. Um. I was. Yeah. I have more to say on that. But yeah. Oh so, wait. Sorry. Can I say one thing? Yeah. I just I just synthesized the thought. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is likable. <laughs> and Napoleon Dynamite only works if the main character is like really unlikable, because mm. oh, like that's the whole point of the movie is like even though this this guy sucks, like you love him. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, interesting. Something else about the main actor is that okay. So in the first, in the like opening credits of the movie, you know how it's like him putting stuff in and out of the fr- like onto a table, like a plate of food, and then out. Yeah. Mm. Both of you are staring at me. Yeah, the credit, the credit scene. Yeah, the credit scene in the front. So when they first made it, they had the main actor actually putting stuff um, 
onto and off a table. And then some lady, like when they were finally, you know, editing this film was like, <laughs> she was like, there's some hang, like the hands look gross. There's some <laughs> nails and stuff. Like, can we reshoot some of those? Like, we'll send you guys a hand model. <gasps> and I think what happened is like the hand model was like, like a person of color. So like, if you, <laughs> if you look closely at the opening sequence, there's like three different skin tones. <laughs> Oh, a little diversity. But I feel bad that, like, his hands were so notably ugly that they were, like... (laughs) Okay, the reason why I was spacing... I was spacing out for a minute because this movie, um, it made me go down a wormhole of looking up Mormon actors. And the Mm -hmm. only one that stood out to me worth mentioning is the woman who is in High School Musical who plays the cheerleader who likes to do hip-hop dancing and goes, like, I just want to pop, lock, and whatever. She says oh, yeah. something she co- absurd. She codes She's as Mormon. Mormon. She codes as Mormon. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart, uh, Harvey Dent from The Dark Knight is Mormon, I think. Oh, shit. From the newer from the newer ones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, wait, who played who played Harvey Dent in like the old- I can't remember if- Was it Billy D. Williams? I can't remember if Harvey <laughs> Dent was a character in the old ones. New segment, yeah. Name a Mormon. Hold on. Can I look this up? Name okay? any Mormon. Um, I name my friend Amber who made us leave Tropic Thunder. Does that I count? name I name Pop Lock. I wanna know what was that quote? It's not it's her r- name. <laughs> I like to pop and lock and jam and break. Wait Is that even legal? <laughs> That's what she said. Oh Wait, my god. What's happening right now? And then and no, then everyone says, Is that even legal? That's the that's not the another sound. Yeah. Okay, Charlie, what did you look up? Charlie, did you look it up? Yeah, okay, so Billy D. Williams (laughs) uh, did kind of play a Harvey Dent in, um, and I think the second Batman? Second or first? uh, With, no, probably third. Oh, so Harvey Dent was black? Harvey Dent was going to be played by Billy D. Williams. I I don't know, the whole, the, the original four Batmans, the George Clooney, George Clooney, Val Kilmer. No, sorry, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, like, quadrilogy which is they're all kind of in the same canon but not really but they are um there's i think billy d williams either plays harvey dent in a flashback or he's just like on a poster in the background mm-hmm. and it's like elect harvey dent uh, and then but they then, were like we can't I, I i i don't know who was like we can't i don't know if billy d can williams i tell you like, my no, only memory garbage. can i tell you my only memory of the original batman films and then we can start the movie yes. <laughs> is that there's a scene where Poison Ivy kisses Robin and it's like a really like it's supposed to be a really sexy kiss but if you watch it now it's just two actors like mashing their faces together and her kisses are supposed to like have like toxin in her lips and that's how she like makes people faint but Robin goes Robin goes like rubber lips something something it like rhymes and he just peels this like film off his (gasps) lips and she's like (gasps) yeah that's all I remember Okay, yeah, let's start the movie. Okay. It definitely made me feel very confused. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe his that. name was Seth. Who was like, <laughs> yeah. Actually, let's go with Napoleon Dynamite. Right. I kind of want to watch your original. Anyway, let's go. 
Napoleon Dynamite is a socially awkward, often bullied 16-year-old who lives with his grandmother, Carlinda, and his unemployed older brother, Kip, in Idaho. Kip spends his time talking to internet babes, specifically his girlfriend, LaFonda, and training to be a cage fighter. (laughs) Napoleon often makes up stories about himself, doodles pictures of fantasy creatures, and does chores like feeding his grandma's llama, who is a Mormon. He befriends Pedro, a transfer student from Mexico who is confident and chill. And Deb, a shy girl who has a number of small businesses to make money for college. When Carlinda breaks her coccyx, she asks Uncle Rico to watch the boys. Uncle Rico has an ex-girlfriend and failed dreams of being a pro football player. He and Napoleon (laughs) don't get along. He has an ex-girlfriend? That's like the main plot point I put for him. (laughs) Don't we all have an ex-girlfriend? All right. Charlie, what'd you think? Uh, What did I think? Um, I... I mean, the opening, like, we get to know Napoleon the moment he throws an action figure out the bus. (laughs) And it's such a weird thing, but there's also sort of this, like, relatability to it. Like, I kind of get what he's doing. Yeah. (laughs) And it just establishes, like, yeah, this guy's a weirdo and he's very unrelatable. And I think that's one of the fun things about the movie is, like... Like, yeah, and this is also going to be the guy you're rooting for, even though there's no way to understand him. Also, everyone's like a liar, which is so funny to me. Like, everyone, oh, yeah. everyone no one just tells the up. truth in this movie. Yeah, everyone's like living in this weird, like, fantasy. And, and the entire time, I can't tell if it's like a, a satire of that type of thing or mm-hmm. like a love letter to it or some weird combo of both. <laughs> My question was, did you have a kid you knew who would just like make shit up about stuff they allegedly did? Like oh. how Napoleon kind of does? Ooh. Because he just, I love how naturally he just opens his mouth and, like, he can't stop himself from just, like, lying when he could give, like, a normal answer to a question. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely me. Like, <laughs> I, I stopped doing it around What's a puberty. lie? What's a lie that you told regularly? Or do you not remember? Oh, well, it's not like I would lie regularly, but I, I think my imagination was just so, like, bonkers that I would tell yeah. stories not because not so people would think I was cool because I just thought the story was so neat. Yeah. I remember one of the things, like it was raining once and I was just like, man, like I heard it was flooding. One time it flooded so much that my whole house was underwater and we could like swim around the rooms. <laughs> and it wasn't like I was trying to like get anyone to think I was cool. It was just like, that sounds so, yeah, that's, that would be good, right? <laughs> that's awesome and very adorable actually. I don't think I knew kids like this. I also wonder if there's a gender difference with sort of what was boys, acceptable boys and, lie. <laughs> and what stories would be made up. I feel like girls, the girls I remember lying, they would lie about things that were, that could actually happen. Like mm. my sister gave me a tampon. I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I think you're just saying like, they were maybe more mature and therefore smart enough to be like, it should be a lie that's believable. <laughs> yeah. And, and I did also, <laughs> I don't know, also about sort of social currency with with mm, girls yeah. needing to know certain things. I'm not sure, though. I'm not, I'm no psychologist. Um, I did know a person who was a pathological liar <gasps> up until college, and I, I'm oh. pretty sure he still is. I think it's just like part of his personality. But there were two specific things I remember him saying in college. One was that he like, jumped on an alligator or something (laughs) like he didn't use the words like wrestle an alligator but he like had to like jump on an alligator like see and and then the other is that 
his cousin dated Taylor Swift, which Hell, is like yeah. <laughs> the best kind of lie. Uh, um, something mysterious about this person also is that he just like no one knows where he is. Like he'll he'll just show up randomly. I think one time we were in Boston and he showed up to like a bar that people were at and we were like, what the fuck? Like we didn't even know you were here. Incredible. But he just like lies and sort of like no one knows where he is. And that's like his personality. I have a question, which is, okay. did you all eat? from the school cafeteria mm. did you eat food in class where did you do most of your school eating do you mean where where did you eat lunch or just like in throughout the day where did you all eat? food i can go i can give an example first yeah, so you go first in middle school i definitely and unfortunately became known as the girl who had not not like not by a lot of people no one really cared about me but i would bring little plastic bags of uh, carrot pieces or red pepper pieces, and that became something unique about me. Um, I also would always, my parents would always give me water bottles that they'd frozen, and then if you bring a frozen water bottle to school and put it on the desk, it just condensates everywhere. Yeah, and I remember yeah. one teacher telling, one teacher telling me like, "Can you not do that? The other students think it's gross." <laughs> and I also had other water bottle trauma, which was that for some reason. I don't even know, like, did freaking camelbacks exist back then? They must have. But at least once a month, my water bottle would just be open in my purse and just fully <laughs> unload into my purse. <laughs> <sighs> so food was, like, challenging. But mostly I ate in the hallway, um, in the hallway near the auditorium. Charlie, did you eat from your cafeteria? Yeah, well, from kindergarten through eighth grade, like everyone ate, ate lunch at the same time, mm. and like you had an assigned table, and it was like family style, and the food was so family bad. style. Wait, what? Style. Wait, so you're saying that there's like big plates in the middle? It's like family style. Was this yeah, public and, school? And there was a teacher. No, no. What? there you go. That makes and sense. I that is like it, wild. I, I remember it like be, this is like when I first became aware of like class difference that would have given me a lot of anxiety actually anyway keep going yeah well it sucked because it was like hopefully i'll get paired up with someone i'm friends with because it was it was one or two kids basically it would be two fifth graders two sixth graders two seventh graders two eighth graders there were <gasps> two homerooms per grade so you were paired with someone from the other homeroom and then a teacher and like if you didn't like the person the people you were with lunch was just like sitting there bored yeah, you out of your mind you don't know anyone yeah yeah oh my god that and, sucks. And the, sucks i the the class thing i was saying is like i remember i remember like not liking the food like it was bad for mm. for an institution of this <laughs> milieu like that food was terrible <laughs> but i was always just like oh yeah this sucks and like that's that but i remember like towards upper school which was fifth through eighth grade all yeah. the girls would start complaining and like shit talk the cafeteria workers and i was Aww. like I don't, <gasps> I don't know about that and i remember just like watching <laughs> i'm not gonna say their last name but it was yeah. a husband and wife couple who ran <gasps> they were cooks ran the show and i could just see the exhaustion in their eyes like when like the little sixth grade girls would be like sorry this is like undercooked or like oh. just <gasps> And eventually they did get all the food overhauled and it still wasn't enough for people. Wow. Can you just name one meal, maybe like one type of food that you would be served? Yes. I remember that we had barbecue chicken, but it was just like wet chicken. <laughs> like there was like a basket of bread, like oh. like cut up, but like, oh like shitty institutional bread. Those little packets of 
butter with like the plastic bottom. It's like a little cup and you have to, and you can never get enough butter. You got to go through like three or four of those. Yeah. And you like take the butter, put it on someone's seat because if they sat on it, it would squish out everywhere. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the chicken was just all, all wet. It was just wet, salty with a little (laughs) bit of like, like super basic, like brown sugar barbecue sauce. Uh, But yeah, by the time I, I, I graduated, they had put in like, like uh oh fuck there was a soup bar and there was like <gasps> ooh the soup of the day is beef minestrone ooh. and it'd be like I want to go so bad. <laughs> this is, this is I like a soup bar. I didn't. They put I in a like... wing bar by eighth grade. What? I, oh my! But it was still wet Jesus chicken. Christ. It was just wet ass chicken. Um, uh, I was gonna make a wop joke, but I didn't. Um, and so much I... Jello for dessert. Ooh. I feel like the family <laughs> that family style situation would have really freaked me out or like not not being able to sit with people you like I I think I brought lunch um almost every day at my um school in the Philippines but I do remember that Domino's had like a contract with our cafeteria so there's a Domino's like booth inside the cafeteria and so sometimes, aside from bringing lunch, I would go get a slice, which is so oh, hell yeah, <laughs> which is the beginning of my love affair with Domino's. Um, but then, uh, what I what I also remember is just like we weren't allowed to eat at our at, during class, but you could have you could have drinks, and so we would have these big water jugs because it was so hot. And <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Charlie likes I, to care. I love a good jug <laughs> <Charlie>. of water. <laughs> okay, a reusable a standby gallon. Plastic or not plastic. A reusable like Nalgene style mm. like large water jug. Not one from the gas station like Charlie drinks out of. But um <laughs> one of my best friends Anna always had iced tea in hers and Ooh. she would freeze it so it became a slushy by the end of the day <sighs> and so like I just had regular water, and we'd be like, "Can we have? Can we have some of your iced tea?" And that's like a very uh-huh. big memory. Oh, yeah. I I also brought lunch, and the only notable foods were the soft cookies. That was a big thing, and the cheese I like fries. Soft cookies. And then there was a also a, some sort of slushy machine, but they weren't great. And we, I don't think we were allowed to leave to get food. Maybe seniors were, but I do remember yeah, being very intimidated we by one person who showed up with Chipotle, and I was like, "Whoa." Okay, um, I feel like we I feel like we have really wandered. I was gonna say some of the funniest <laughs> stuff. Some of the funniest stuff in the first art part of the movie for me was like the lo-fi like sounds. Like the the scene with like the kids screaming on the bus after shooting the cow. Or like there's a scene with um there's a scene with the the taekwondo <laughs> guy <laughs> and he's like demonstrating his moves on Napoleon and the sounds of him hitting him are really funny but some of that like just like the kids screaming and then there's an abrupt cut to something else is like now TikTok is returning to that type of humor <laughs> where it's just like the sound like breaking your speakers and then they do an abrupt cut to something else <laughs> I wasn't sure if I found this funny to be honest and that's <laughs> and like but I mean that genuinely like I like I was like, is this funny? Oh, you're not sure. Yeah. I didn't I didn't the whole really... movie? Well, this is yeah, I mean yes, basically. But my note <laughs> for the beginning and specifically Kip I didn't find very funny. I was confused by his voice and what he was doing. Do you guys like Kip? That was like that was such a thing in the early two thousands is like a 
slightly problematic like the effeminate lisp voice like of a guy like that's just like a a bit that people would do i feel like but, but I, it's I don't like think him i don't it's think it's him. like pe- i don't think people find that funny now but i do like i do think there's like people that talk that way <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they were they were sort of capturing it to my mind like pretty accurately but because he's he's also a whole character like he has a whole thing going on but i do feel like maybe the kids that then would like quote this movie endlessly i remember people like kind of making fun of that kind of voice and like some of it being like a little uncomfy I don't right know. yeah should we move on it's just different i would <laughs> the only the only thing i was gonna say is that i really like that napoleon is a loser but he's not quiet like he's not oh, an yeah. introvert that's like nice. when people yeah. bully him he's like he he like yells back at them and that's not like now it's all about being an introvert and being yeah. too shy. Yeah. This movie is like pre-anxiety. Like no one <laughs> in this movie has anxiety. Even Kip who's just this like like wafy little loser is like yeah. like Rico kind of thinks he's wavy. cool and an authority on stuff and Kip never Kip's never like oh I hope Rico thinks I'm cool. He's like yeah, you know. It's like just so many girls to talk to. I know. I really like that. I I just like people seem kind of comfortable with the way they are. <laughs> yeah, this is a very strong juxtaposition to Perks of Being a Wallflower. Like, yeah. Those losers who are all hot <laughs> and, and very, um, very self-absorbed and self-aware. And they were struggling with real things. So not to like dismiss what they were struggling with, but very different. Yeah. Also, we might get to this later, but one of the reasons I really like Kip and I mean pretty much everyone, like there's one like cool jock type guy in the movie, mm-hmm. Summer's boyfriend, and he's such <laughs> a moron. He's like, so I don't know if he has strange any, looking. I, I love don't know if his he has face. any lines. He's just like he just makes an hit a hideous face and then yeah, like <laughs> he, he just like makes the cool country club face but it's so like it's simultaneously over the top and subtle that it, i don't know i think that's kind of ugh, this is the I whole philosophical fun, yeah. backbone of the movie but yeah like that's the cool guy and he's such he's like such an alpha loser he's a goon he's such a goon yeah, yeah let's let's move on okay I'm, I'm interested i have a good question for this okay part. <laughs> rico enlists kip in a tupperware pyramid scheme pedro asks summer <laughs> a popular girl to go to a dance via a cake she turns him turns him down with a rude note pedro then asks deb who says yes napoleon is upset but pedro encourages him to find his own date he picks trisha from the yearbook and then draws her an unflattering picture as a gift he goes to her home where Rico is in salesman mode, telling sad tales about Napoleon to encourage Trisha's mom to make a purchase. She also then forces Trisha to accept Napoleon's proposal. At the dance, Trisha ditches him and Napoleon ends up dancing with Deb. She says she's just friends with Pedro and offers to take a portrait of Napoleon at her house. Should I ask my question? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so napoleon goes girls are only interested in boys who have good skills like bow hunting what is a skill that you would have been impressed by in a date in the early 2000s oh (laughs) okay i'll start mine would be a boy who can draw anime style (laughs) oh that's really good i would have like fallen in love (laughs) oh shoot 
I do like that all his skills are like insane, like bow hunting and like jump, like jumping, like high jumping. <laughs> Maybe tennis, which is really not exciting, but I did definitely <laughs> tennis. <bro. laughs> He plays tennis? (laughs) Because I would always be going, I I was always doing tennis practice, and I do remember thinking, like, the the good boys were were cuties. That's a skill. Charlie? Uh, This is a very tough question, because in high school, truly, like, a girl could have done anything. (laughs) I've been like, whoa. This is early 2000s, though, so I think we're, like, 13, so we're, like, sort of... Yeah, I would have just been beside myself to, like, to be talking to a girl. A girl speaking. I will say, I remember in college, like, I was on a date with a girl, and she mentioned that she liked Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. the books, and I was like, oh, okay, so she's, like, smart, and then, like, (laughs) that that ended up playing out, and it was really shitty and not fun, Um and I remember confiding in a friend who's female, and I was like, "Yeah, I just I guess I had her wrong. I thought she was like smart, but then like the way she's like been acting is, and and she was like, what makes you think she was smart?'" I said, "Well, she's like you know she's like read the Lord of the Rings." <laughs> and I remember this girl just being like, "Charlie, girls like to read books, like most of them." And I was like, "Oh, I'm dumb." Did you ever try to cultivate a skill? When you were like 13 to, to make yourself cooler. Oh, absolutely. Everything. I remember one <laughs> summer I was like, I'm going to learn bass guitar and break dancing. And when I come back, <laughs> everyone's going to be like, whoa. And I probably whoa. definitely tried to break dance at like a dance. Yeah. Like, How come I don't immediately have a girlfriend right now? We'll this find so the strange. video. I really like the idea of asking a girl to a dance with a cake. Like, who does that? Like, I love it. I think I want he baked a cake. it. Yeah, I, I love I, it. I actually just remembered that one of the guys who would quote Napoleon Dynamite, he watched America's Next Top Model with his mom, which was my favorite show. And I so, kind of love that. I thought, but like for him, he was just like horny for them. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he was like getting into because you know we've discussed this, Jane. When you watch Top Model, you're like, I could, I could, I could judge this. Like I know yeah, about models, but ab- but like true. Oh, what a great and terrible show. That's my skill. Um, Haley Duff. Oh, <laughs> Haley Duff. She's good in this. Also, how do you think she got involved with this movie? She's funny. I think she. Well, I don't. It sounds like a lot of them knew each other at BYU, and then some of them. Wait, the are produce, the Duffs? The producer pulled big in. Big Latter Day Saints. No. Oh no, not they're not. All. Yeah, I guess they're, not. They're um, Hillary Duff is oh, a yeah. Disney star, famous, and atheists. now she's pretty. A- <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty. I would say a list, a list atheist. <laughs> That's what it stands for. I do, I do like, I like her in the. She, this is maybe the most she appears in. Oh no, no, no. She, she runs for, she runs for president. Yeah, she's really good. She's a really good popular girl. I she's think not she's funny. I don't know. She just she blends in well, and she's not. I just like her. Okay, she um, doesn't have a lot of lines, but she still does a lot in this movie, which is similar to her boyfriend, like who who just scowls or makes a weird face. <laughs> I will say that I actually had trouble relating to most of the characters, and I wanted yeah. to know more about them. The only character that I truly felt some connection with, and this is again a little basic, is Deb. I mean, I just I feel like she's doing a lot with her face. I, like I also Deb. really like that actress. She's in Veronica Mars. Um, same. I f- she's in everything. I feel like she's she's doing a lot, and she mm-hmm. she definitely, as they're saying online, she understands the assignment. Yes, I 
I unironically love her. I also unironically love what Napoleon wears to the dance. Like, if somebody wore that now, there would be, like, 80 TikToks about it. Like, people <laughs> people would just like his outfit now. But Wait, it, what it, was he wearing? The, like, brown suit oh, that he wears okay, to okay. the dance. It's just, like, a cool outfit that, like, people kind of dress like that now. I read somewhere, too, that this, this movie is supposed to be set in the early 2000s or maybe in the 90s, but there are weird, like anachronistic like fashion things um and music things that happen and like deb wearing the side ponytail yes. is like a, is like one that i it's also just like a really exaggerated one and crimped hair she has crimped that hair as a dad it does yeah they really it make looks her look wild I, li- I like the weird choices in this i do think yeah. like it sort of makes you feel like you're watching a little like town of characters doing bits and not I don't know. It's not, I just like decided not to try to relate to them. But I, mm. but uh, I guess the only other thing I'll say is like, I think these, all these guys who lie a lot and are kind of losers, like something I found myself thinking was like, when young white men like didn't have the alt right to like go on the internet and like <laughs> be mean, they would just like hang out and tell lies together. And it's like, it used to look like this. Just to like be fair, fine. they also have the <laughs> left. So sad. They also have the left as an option to go online and be mean. It's not just <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm saying like these people today would be the people who would become the all right, but mm-hmm. like because they feel like isolated and loserly. One but more, before they would just like hang and tell lies. Yeah, One more comment like about the hair. As silly as it yes. is, as silly as the hair is, I very strongly remember. Doing Side dumb ponytails. shit to my hair because I just was at that stage of life where I was getting ready to like express myself in different ways and it probably looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember my sister, who is six years older than me, saying, Don't do that to your hair. Um and so I actually get it. Like I get like we I yeah. have people that are in my peer group have definitely crimped their hair because it's just like cool. It's like why not? I think it it seems like people in this town don't have a ton to do and like it's a really small town away from a lot of things mm-hmm. and they just like work out how they want to spend their days by doing stuff like that and it's i, I like it i'm like they do you want to live there they seem happier no but they seem happier than they would be in 2020 mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway we can i think we should move on because okay. I, I have another question about the bust enhancement thing <laughs> Okay, Pedro, is it Pedro, runs for class president against Summer, hoping to improve their reputation. Napoleon and Pedro enter a competition where they grade milk and cow udders. While they win medals, they are still losers at school. With posters, buttons, and the help of Pedro's cousins, Napoleon and Pedro run a campaign. Napoleon also gets an instructional dance video and practices dancing. La Fonda arrives and gives Kip a hip-hop makeover and Napoleon a mixtape. Rico tries to sell Deb a breast enhancement product, saying it was Napoleon's idea, and she ends their friendship. Rico finally gets what's coming when the town's martial arts instructor finds him demonstrating the breast enhancement product on his wife. <laughs> Charlie, thoughts? <laughs> Charlie's face like went away when, he, when you said wife. <laughs> um, I, I, there's just so much going on. Um, pass. I have to let my thoughts congeal <laughs> real quick. Okay, my question is: um, obviously, the bus enhancement thing sucks, but like, do did you know anyone? Or I guess this isn't really a teen question, but do you know anyone now who like 
is doing these like <gasps> online pyramid schemes or like snake oil type body improvement products. Like, do you know anyone like personally who's doing that? <laughs> no, but I had a similar question because Tupper- Tupperware stuff was a thing when I was a kid. Like Tupperware parties were a thing and now they're just taking on a new form of makeup yes. and whatever, whatever. Charlie. So sort oh, of, sort of tough, thing? yeah. It, what was it called? There was something called like the Naked Chef or something. Oh no, the Pampered Chef. The Pampered Chef. What you'd bring over the this naked like chef. the Naked Chef? Nope, that's, that's a different thing. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's like dangerous. I remember my mom bringing over all her friends in this like. I was I was bewildered. I thought it was the coolest thing I had ever seen. Like this lady had all these kitchen gadgets, like the original uh, slap chop and like oh. like a pizza stone and yes. all this stuff and i was like mom mom you have to get these gadgets we need these kitchen gadgets i like um, gadgets but i do i do know okay so i've i run in a lot of circles and it's very fun to see like someone like like one of my friends like posted something about like like yeah, like isn't it time to make it like like how how is your how are the foods you eat like is it time to get conscious about it is it time mm. to like actually take stock I was like actually yeah that could be like a fun little like group accountability <laughs> thing um and so I reached out I'm like yeah I, I like what's what is this because I I've done stuff like that but it's never been like I've run stuff like that but it's never been like. Like I'm trying to sell you something it's like yeah, yeah we're yeah. all gonna journal for seven weeks and like yeah, keep yeah, each other yeah. accountable. <laughs> But I reached out. I was like, "Yeah, tell me more." And she was like, "Are you familiar with Plexus products?" And I was like, yeah. "Oh no, <laughs> see ya." Um, I yeah, I feel like a lot of people I know who are either Mormons or who are from Pennsylvania. Those are the two groups <laughs> oh. are doing like schemes. One is like the Nutri something like products, but also not food related. I know people who are doing like. Mormons who are doing like um like a lip there's like a lip gloss like pyramid scheme have you seen this Jane no it's like a lip stain that allegedly stays on your lips long but I got put into the Facebook group for one of them and so I was just like observing <laughs> for a long time and then the other is like a leggings one. Oh hell yeah <laughs> uh oh, wait, I kind of like, did like it two sex toy parties that were <gasps> sex toy pyramid schemes I'm jealous they were honestly if you're gonna get involved in a pyramid scheme, I mean, don't don't sell one. it, but go enjoy it. It's super stupid. And at the beginning, they they tell you to write down on the card what your least favorite chore is, and then and why. And then they say, okay, instead of saying the chore, say sex. So you'd be like, I don't like cleaning the dishes because it gets my hands all dry. And you'd be like, I don't like sex because it gets my hands all dry. And then everyone has a glass of sangria and you all laugh about it. That's a really good icebreaker. I was we, also... we should start a multi-level marketing thing. This yeah, sounds this fun. Is it. I think we could do it. Yeah, we could workshop yeah. it now. Oh, the the only other like snake oil type like thing that I remember from like my teens actually was growing up in the Philippines, a lot of people wish they were taller. Oh <laughs> no. Uh, there was this thing called Cherifer that I'm pretty sure was just like human growth hormone or something. <gasps> and a lot of boys, their parents made them take it because their parents wanted them to be tall boys. And um, it just made my brother fat. <laughs> oh, well, now he's 
uh, now he's lovely looking. He is he is tall also, like so he didn't need it, but I think it's like amino acids and like growth factor. Hmm. <laughs> Not good, but okay. that's what the bust enhancement reminded me oh, of. Oh gotcha. Back to the movie though, what uh, what do you what's up with Pedro in the wig? Charlie, you're more of a movie creator. The wig? Yeah, why why did they what was this choice for you? <laughs> I think it was just funny, right? Okay. Are you are you saying you're wondering like was there something that happened like did Ephraim Ramirez <laughs> actually lose his hair and they just went with a wig? Kind I mean kind of it's just such a random choice. I don't yeah. think it's as random for the early 2000s. What do we think of Pedro? I actually like liked him more. Wait, than so what I was thought. what was the reasoning in the movie behind the wig? He was hot, so he shaved yeah, his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably looks like, fine with a shaved head that's too. That's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I like like him, and I think I was really worried I would find him really cringe. Well, it's really nice that he's so confident. And actually, we had a foreign exchange student from Korea, and she was inspirational. She walked down the halls with more <laughs> confidence than I've ever had in my life. She was not anxious or insecure. It was incredible. And it's, I feel like that's not how first, I mean, I guess immigration is displayed just coming in and being chill and com- and like comfortable with yeah, yourself. Yeah, he's chill. He just like has an accent. Yeah. Like, he's not dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he runs for president. I also think it's funny that he has scary cousins, but it's not actually ever said that they're in a gang. They just have to like look at the white people and they get scared. Yeah. No, I, I like <laughs> They're not I don't think they're actually in a gang. I think they're just like a little like they're just big. We can't assume that. We can't assume that, Isa. <laughs> um, I also like the milk tasting scenes. I think with a little bit of training, Nate could be this milk taster. <laughs> with my veterinary background and that, like we would be unstoppable. Like I, I think- feel like you need to move to the Midwest. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Summer gives a speech and performs a dance skit for the student body. Pedro, not knowing that a skit was required, is sad and gives a lackluster speech. Napoleon performs a dance to LaFonda's mixtape and receives a standing ovation from the entire school. Pedro becomes the class president. Kip and LaFonda leave on a bus for Michigan. Rico reunites with his ex-girlfriend, Carlinda, returns from the hospital, and Napoleon and Deb reconcile and play tetherball. In a post-credit scene, Kip and LaFonda get married, and Napoleon arrives after the vows, riding a horse he claims to have tamed. Amazing. Should we rate the slogan, it'll be summer all year long? Also, we can write her skit. <laughs> um, good, good slogan, bad skit. So, what ten, was her? Oh, was it the slogan? Five what out of ten. Song, what song? What song did she Boys. do? For, oh yeah, and yeah, I was gonna yeah, actually yeah. ask. How did they get the rights to that? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Hmm. Wait, Charlie, what did you say? How'd they get the rights to that? Oh, That's a lot of money. Yeah, and the start, and they haven't. They have the. Um, American Sign Language group yes. do do like another song in the start. I can't remember. Um, did people Some dress up as Napoleon love. and Pedro it for Halloween at your school? Oh, totally. There were so many vote for Pedro shirts. Yeah, I feel like mostly women or girls. I guess in this case, dressed up as them. Little little gender yeah. bendy. Definitely the the shirt was everywhere. Um. I I love the bully in the back or the 
the popular guy, as we said, like how he's acting throughout this entire scene because he's just so like stupefied yeah. that people are excited. Yeah, his face <laughs> the whole movie is like, what? Yeah, like everyone in this movie is such an idiot, which is one of the fun parts because like even the popular, like in any other teen movie, like every like the the nerdy kids are introverted, but then they learn something about themselves, and like the popular kids aren't that cool after all, even though they're presented as being like rich and glamorous the whole time. And then this movie, it's so strange seeing the popular kids as like they're also just dummies. Yeah, like, and they're silent. They literally have no line. Like I love that Napoleon talks the whole time, and the popular kids like don't say anything. <laughs> what kind of growth? I, <laughs> what kind of character growth do you see happening here? Because I was I think- sort of la- I was I felt lacking character growth. That's the thing is I don't know if this movie truly has a plot and if it does <laughs> the best you could do is say it's a, it like Pedro's technically the main character cuz mm. he goes through all Hero's, the changes. Oh, yeah, that's journey. true. And Napoleon <laughs> is his well, Here's one here's this is coming straight out of left field. You know how Napoleon's eyes are closed the whole time? Yes. Is that a reference to Don Quixote? Like what? is this movie a, a quixotic adventure? And and <sighs> I don't and Napoleon know Dynamite is Don Quixote. I don't Don. know what the closed eyes mean. Well, Don Quixote is like blind, right? He's blind, yeah. Yeah, but just blind like my dad. Are... Sorry, I'm thinking of Don Cheadle. Um, <laughs> disregard that. Um, I was gonna say I think maybe not character growth, but something I did gain out of this movie is that. If this movie is about friendship and what loser guys can do for their friends, if they don't really have money and, like, don't have a lot going on, and the key conflict is not going to college, like, it actually (laughs) did sort of, like, warm my heart that, like, this, like, loserly kind of weirdo guy makes a friend and typical, in his typical fashion, he decides to do something ostentatious to help his friend out. And I liked, like, it kind of worked for me as, like, a thing about, maybe this is just me, again, being, like, it's so nice that they're not online getting into the (laughs) (laughs) alt-right. You'll take anything over that. But, like, okay, that scene where he's, like, oh, shit, what do I do? And he just, like, go, like, the whole point of that, the plot behind the dancing scene, I liked that better than, um, the, the friendship portrayed in, um, moxie jane oh like i was like the people who make this movie understand friendship better than the writers who made moxie who are trying to be like super intersectional like yeah i think like yeah if there's anything to be said about that this movie it's like what's good for everybody like even if you're a weirdo is like human connection and it's like as simple as like hey play tetherball with me or like be weird with me and like yeah i'm trying to like give it a little disney ending but like I that did actually make me feel happy, but also like, how can you not be happy when that song by that Canned Heat song is playing? Like, I love that song so much. <laughs> the Jamiroquai song. I don't know what song you're talking about. That he dances the, the song to. At the dance. Um, can you? They used it? to call it Jamiroquai because I'm dumb. It's from the end of Center Stage too. That's actually what I know it better from. Um, also, how do you play tetherball? Oh my god, I resonate so hard with the tetherball scenes. It's one of the greatest. Yes, yes. It's I don't so understand good. it. I did break you ha- my you finger have to, <laughs> You have to wrap the ball around the pole, Issa. 
And you have to, uh, so the, the whole point is there's one person on one side, one person on the other, and you're both trying to wrap it around the pole, but you're trying to prevent the other person from wrapping oh, it so around you the pole. send from, it back. Exactly. Yeah. So you're like, and then. Oh, I could get into finger. that. It is really fun. It's really fun when you get like a nice fistful of ball Ooh. and you just, and it just <laughs> flies around that pole and you're like, yes. Send it. I love that he is talking to Summer and he's just like, do you want to play tetherball with me? And she's like, Ugh, no. But like, do you want to play he's me? He's so confident. Yeah, I love it. Maybe I'm just being reactionary because I didn't like the introvert culture movies that we've done. Yeah, I mean, si- makes... I'm sick of introvert identity. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's sort of where I'm arriving. Is like, it what what good has like anxiety driven introvert culture done for any of us? <laughs> Except create like an ultra polarized like well, I also late think, capitalist like, state. Yeah, it's it's nice to see people who are weird but not introverted because then, in some ways, it takes pressure off because like, you can be yourself even if like, even if people still react to you, nothing bad is gonna happen to you. Even if you say the weirdest shit ever and you walk around being like, oh gosh, like it's fine like you'll still live your life and get to get a standing ovation at the dance hmm. yeah is is napoleon dynamite a like is he is he like a bodhisattva archetype is he desireless <laughs> does he only exist to like shepherd no, he likes others? friendship he it's friendship the movie's he, about friendship <laughs> he does but his his ability to rebound and not in a manic way He's like a Zen master. Like I think that's, he is, that's. I I would say he's pretty anxietyless. Mm. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, which is cool. Like, I like that. I wish. Congrats I wish, to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, you could argue that all he wants is to find someone to play tetherball with, but he's not exactly. even that attached to it. So maybe this is why I can't relate to this movie because <laughs> there's no anxiety. <laughs> but I do. I genuinely do appreciate what you're saying that he talks and he is himself and ultimately he and pedro and deb all form this bond of just being themselves and they like each other for who they are and that's really cool that's cool yeah the the movie doesn't try to create like any meaning it doesn't even like tell you like hey everything's gonna be okay in the end and you're gonna go to the college you're meant to go to it's just like I know. Again, You'll I'm like I'm being reactionary because I just I just like that the plot is not about them going to college. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just yeah I'm just reacting reactionary based on that. Um, as to whether like I found it funny, Jane. I think I found stuff funny that was not what like everybody found funny when we were 13 mm-hmm. if that makes sense totally like some stuff that is more along the lines of like i think you should leave character bits were what made me like laugh like the the guy being like in the tupperware pyramid scheme scene where he's like go on like try to try to rip it apart <laughs> <laughs> and, his, and the wife is looking at the guy like come on come on do it yeah. i can't I can't do it. I, can't do it. Yeah, I really, really, I really like that. I did laugh at your mom goes to college, but less the line, more of just the fact <laughs> that he says it from the car. Like he's, yes. he's like all of that. I did laugh at that. Yeah. So it's stuff that I think, I think like the main quotes that people said sort of still annoy me. Like the main. Um, but yeah, I can't believe you don't have a an attachment a serotonin response to the dance song i'm not that into to the jamiroquai kind of song thing. 
Well, I associate with center stage, which I will send you Wait, the ending of because I love stage. Which one is that? Is that Zoe? The ballet ballet movie. Wait, which which person is dancing in that? Is that which actress? Uh, I don't think she's that famous. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I think I've whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Uh. Anyway, um, should we answer the three questions? Yeah, let's do it. Ooh. Okay, Charlie, you can go first. First question: Is this movie good or bad? This movie's fantastic. I also think it's good because it's it's doing something very intentional and it doesn't shy away from that. And um yeah. It's even though it's not for everyone, which I'll talk about in my next question, I do think it's well made. I think it's good and oh, the other thing I was gonna say is that the dance scene was mostly improvised. <gasps> like they didn't like choreograph it ahead of time. They just knew that the guy liked to dance and they were like, okay, you're going to do this scene, okay? And they didn't have a lot of takes, which is wild to me. Uh, and yeah, I think it's good, especially given that it was like really inexperienced, um, you know, BYU film students making it. That's like wild. Uh, question two, did you do you like this movie, Charlie, even though you fell asleep? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I adore this movie for sure. I do think... Yeah, Jane, go ahead. I think ultimately, if I'm being honest, I don't like it. I, but but it's I not don't. For you. I don't hate it. That's exactly the thing. It's not for me. Um, it's not engaging enough for me where I'm at right now. I don't really connect with the characters. It wasn't something I was like super excited to watch, but I did enjoy it more than I thought. And I don't. I would prefer to not watch it again anytime soon. <laughs> I think I also liked it more than I thought because I was going in remembering how annoyed I was at people who really love to quote it in like in our in that time of our life I think I liked it but I also I watched it in um I watched it in two halves because I just like um didn't have enough time to watch the whole thing in one sitting and so I, I do think like it's a sort of vibes movie that you you know you have to like kind of settle in and be ready to not do a lot for <laughs> for the duration of the movie because because it is you know it's not a lot happens and like it's just vibes which is fine yeah it's i think another reason i really like it is because sometimes when you're watching like a good movie you sort of get in your head because you're deconstructing like oh like the director's making this choice like oh that's so cool how they did that and I think Napoleon Dynamite is really good at just like presenting you with something at face value that you don't really try to deconstruct in the moment because it's just so strange and nuanced that you're just along for the ride and you have your reaction to it. And then like either after the fact or like on a second viewing, you're like, oh, that's like they did that. Like that's an interesting choice and it yeah. worked. And so you you can like sort of feel the crafts craftsmanship, but it's not distracting. But then when you do notice it, you're like, oh, huh. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff where it was like, we used that shot because we were low on budget and couldn't reshoot yeah, it. But but it still worked. And it it does it does um it's nice to know that like I don't know. It's nice and it's not nice that like this this probably couldn't get made. Like this mm. like this is never gonna be made. Okay. <laughs> I, I kinda disagree but, I don't know. with that. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's harder. I think it's harder for little breakout movies like this to be made now. It's. I think it's easier for them to be made, but harder for them to be distributed. Like in a. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. Like harder for them to become as part of like our cultural. Yes, absolutely. Escape. Like, like for something which is sad, which makes me sad. I have it's an still announcement. Possible, I need What's to make an announcement. Um, 
Kaysen, former <gasps> Mormon and uh, fan of this movie, he said he's seen Napoleon Dynamite's house and bowled in <gasps> the very bowling alley featured in the movie. Oh, that's cool. <gasps> so he's famous. Sorry. Third okay, question. <laughs> third, third question. What type of teen is this movie for, Charlie? Oh, it's a good question. I, I, oh man. I think it, uh, a low anxiety teen. <laughs> I think a high anxiety. I would be very curious to see how Gen Z feels about this. Yes. Like whether they would like resonate with it on some like meta subconscious level or whether they would be like, what is this? Gen Zers are like wearing 90s clothing. So like I feel like they would watch this movie to be chewy. <laughs> God. I hate it. I hate it. Sorry. Um, I Jane, also go. don't have a great answer. But but weirdly, I was thinking that maybe teens that are very, very online would like this movie because it's so not online. It's sort of like how mm-hmm. Zoomers actually really like to shop in stores because I hate that I know this. I know this because my job because their whole life is online. So maybe just the, mm. for them, it's like a, a, a fuck. I sound so old. <laughs> I was actually going to say, I think a lot of different teens would enjoy this movie if it happened to be on. I don't necessarily think a lot of teens would like seek it out. But I think once you're watching it, you're kind of like, huh, what is this? Like it's a little <laughs> different from <laughs> if you had never encountered this movie, you would be like, What's going on? <laughs> and be, and just be a little intrigued and keep watching because there is there is something to it being an indie film and it you know it having such interesting character bits in it that would keep you watching. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if people would seek it out unless you unless you were looking for like teen comedies like we were. <laughs> um, yeah, Charlie, what are you watching these days? That's not this. Uh, I'm watching, I started watching Loki. I'm not super huge into (laughs) Marvel stuff, but I watched Captain America recently and was like, this just made me feel so good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Captain Uh, America, Captain America is maybe my favorite of the Marvel stuff. It's very good. Yeah. I I like that. I like those movies. Yeah. But yeah, watching Loki, I watched White Lotus. I've been on a, uh, revisiting a lot of like eighties camp horror movies. Just watched Sleepaway Camp, which is... (laughs) bonkers i isa was at my birthday party and we watched the burning which is nuts it holds it it, it does not hold a candle to sleepaway camp, camp. remember charlie remember we watched that movie and then harvey epstein's name just or Har- harvey weinstein's name just harvey came epstein. out so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's name came up. Jeffrey Epstein's name came up in the credits. (laughs) No. It was like every single credit, one of, like, we were just like, oh, no. Yeah, just uh, Harvey Weinstein's name popped up in the credits to this movie that came out in, like, 1981. And everyone was just like, And every girl girl that has sex dies. (laughs) And we were like, oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) Yikes. Jane. And the killer is this like disfigured gross dude. <laughs> um, I'm excited to announce that I've been watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And why that's exciting to me is I grew up watching Next Generation. I loved it, but I never felt like a true Star Trek fan because I just didn't know the other series. And we actually tried to watch Deep Space Nine, according to Walter, four years ago, which sounds crazy. <laughs> um, and of course, I got bored and didn't want to keep watching it. 
But okay. now I'm I'm watching it again, and I'm really I'm really enjoying it. And I just I f- I am hopeful that one day I will watch all of the really good Star Trek content. Maybe not the newer series, but I want to be almost a completist with Star Trek. So cool. happy about that. Maybe yeah. I I'm sort of in a phase where I don't know what to watch because I finished Friday Night Lights, and so I don't have something that I just turn on. Nay and I are still watching um Dark, the German show. Oh, yeah, the time trial. It's it's pretty good, and I I now can like keep watching it without having to read like who <laughs> everyone is. Now I understand like which face is which. But um, we're also watching the Evangelion rebuild movies. Um, I love the original anime show and so far we're we're gonna watch the last one, the last movie that just came out a few days ago, um, pretty soon. And so far I don't like the movies um as much as I like the original show, but it is just nice to see the same characters and like art and stuff. Um but I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna watch after that. I I like you dark. should get um oh, Pokemon Hey You Eevee and we should trade. <laughs> And we should trade. So I like I like dark, but it's because it's in German. I don't. I can't do it while multitasking. Yep. That's the. Do they not have it dubbed? Mm-hmm. No, I'm dubbing not gonna watch sucks. it. I, dubbing I, sucks. I, 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 I so don't understand this. I so don't understand <laughs> the dub hate because it's like if you watch subtitles, you can't see like as you're basically telling the cinematographer and the director like I only care about the plot. Like no. just that's read, not read the true. I disagree. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Wait, that's you think you could that, make the argument that like you think you're that not when getting... I'm reading subtitles, I'm not looking at the rest. You can't, or at no, least I can't. Isa's very Isa's a fast reader. I can definitely watch. I can do both. I, I hate dubbing. I actually watched the first episode of Dark maybe a year and a half ago, and the reason why I stopped watching it is because the dubbing was ridiculous. Sorry, okay, maybe dubbing also, for live stuff, but. Also, once I get anime, well, anime. Once I sense. what? What do you mean? Dubbing over animated stuff that makes. Oh, no, but I'm, I but more, I like I really like the voice actors for specific things. So once also once you get attached to a voice actor, for sure. Then then I'm like I can't. You know what? Actually, elite. Yeah. Sorry, I think it's just pronounced elite. By the way. Yeah, but, I think uh, it's but, just elite. Sorry, oh, God, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> elite. But elite. That one. The, their voices. Their Spanish accents speaking it's incredible it's like half the reason why i like the show so i cannot imagine watching that dubbed one of the characters is hotter to me just because of his voice yes. oh actually speaking of elite i asked my friends from spain i have two co-workers who are from spain um if they had seen it and they said yeah we like they basically were like yeah we watched it like gossip girl it's kind of trash tv mm-hmm. but they said if you like it and you want to watch another spanish show that has similar vibes you should watch a show called sky rojo which means red sky um but it's a little Sky more it's a, it's a it's a little more um heisty but it's Ooh, like I love a heist but it's like hot people and like they were like you if you like elite you'll like it and i was like huh I, I wonder if that means it's sexy so i'm maybe i'll investigate that um but yeah that's that's what i had to say thank you charlie <laughs> thank you charlie <laughs> do you want to plug anything yes totally you can follow me on instagram at dj rat lady um, I run a short cartoon called Greaseballs on the Phone, which is just, just at Greaseballs on the Phone. Greaseballs is spelled G-R-E-E-Z. Uh, you can also search YouTube for Horse Court, which is a cartoon I've been working on since 2013. And we'll wrap up soon because good Lord. Um, 
And uh, you can you can spot me driving around Los Angeles in a 2006 <laughs> Toyota Rav Four. Uh, I like blue. Charlie. I like your Instagram stories. I think that they are some of my better content to look at on Instagram. Really? Yeah, I think because uh-huh. <laughs> I think you you do well. It's also because we have similar humor. But like I I often. Um, click on your story first whoa (laughs) and also horse court is really good so check it out yeah i'm just trying to make people laugh okay i'm not trying to sell you anything (laughs) (laughs) jane do you want to mention our upcoming movie it's saved which i'm really excited about mandy moore is there i've never seen it is there a colkin in here i want to say there's a colkin yeah macaulay macaulay colkin number one colkin arguably Pretty, number one pretty excited about i've never it. i've never seen it i've never heard of this movie Ooh, I is think that wild i uh, really yeah there's, i had never heard of it there's a big catholicism uh you know obviously saved catholicism i know i wonder i'm very excited to see what you think oh all, speaking like of catholicism Lisa, <laughs> there's a rumors going around that the um the villain in the, the, the new Christ spider-man oh sorry there's a rumor going around the Christ is risen. Uh, well, okay. There's a vi- there's a rumor going around that the new villain in spite in the new Spider-Man is Mephisto, who's basically the devil, which would mean that uh, the MCU is onboarding no. like Catholicism mythology. Well, they did already because Daredevil is Catholic. Oh, but is there an actual devil in Daredevil? No, but he's like he's like a Catholic. Like yeah, he's but he's very, not he's like I know I know martial arts oh, so that I can like fight. The devil the devil. Na- you're saying the devil is now a character. The devil is now the bad guy. In- I thought the new Spider Man had the Doctor Octopus guy again. Yeah, but the devil is. I, I think they're setting up the devil to be the big new. So that Zendaya can fight the devil. I'm excited uh, about that, maybe. and we have to figure out if we can cover the new spider-man on this show because because then we can just cover it because in and tom holland are dating <laughs> oh great <laughs> that was under the bleachers <laughs> our podcast about teen content we would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend and with a teen you can get in touch with us at under the bleachers pod at gmail.com and find us on twitter at at bleacher teens also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the, the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience.